one of the greatest blessings in my life is to try to be present and engaged today. The Calvary is not coming. How, what can I do to get better today? To be a blessing today? To be smiling today? To enjoy? Because all of a sudden you wake up and 50 years have gone by and what's the next? What's the last next? Hey, welcome to Night Church, the Friday evening service of Praxis, the young adult ministry of the Loma Linda University Church. You're going to be hearing some great sermons, testimonies on this podcast that are going to encourage and deepen your faith. We are so excited that you're here, and I hope you enjoy this sermon, and so much so that you share it with someone that you love. Welcome. Good evening, Praxis. It is my honor, along with my wife, to be here. Let me pray for you, and let's jump right into it. Heavenly Father, thank you for relationships. Thank you for the gift of love. And as we speak, personalize a message for everybody here. In Jesus' name, amen. We are going to talk about relationships tonight. So I thought I'll start with one of the most significant in mind. It's amazing when you love somebody and they love you back. I remember I was in college and I was trying to find somebody to date. And I saw her and she had black hair. And I said, this could be a very good possibility. So I, I got some cardboard out and I wrote her name in cardboard with some glitter because girls like glitter, it's my process. And I put it in my window and she walked by and she waved. And I said, this is great, it's fantastic. I heard from a friend of a friend that if I asked her out, she would say yes. So I did. She was well-to-do. I was a college student, didn't have any money. So I said, going to have to go out, but you're going to have to drive us in your car. <laughs> I'm going to take you out. And we went to the only place where two people can eat for 20 bucks and you still have money left over. Where did we go? Somebody said McDonald's. We're Hispanic. We went to Taco Bell. <laughs> We were in the middle of eating our burritos. You cannot eat a burrito in a romantic way. <laughs> Three of her friends walked in, and they looked at her, and they looked at me, and they, they said nothing, but they said everything. <laughs> the date ended well. I gave her a kiss in the cheek. I said, I'd like to see you again. She's like, yeah, call me. Second date, Hispanic culture have to bring a gift. I didn't have any money. But blessing of blessing, because God blesses when you take a risk. I saw a commercial on TV for Jack in the Box <laughs> that said if you buy a combo, it came with 
a little teddy bear that had a little heart that said Jack in the Box. <laughs> so I said to myself, everybody wins. I surely can find $3.99 in my couch. I got a ride on account that I did not have a car, and I went to Jack in the Box, and I got the combo. Got the soda, the burger, and the fries. I ate the fries first, because I am normal. <laughs> I threw out the patty, because I'm vegetarian. <laughs> but I drank the Coke, because I don't like to go to extremes. <laughs> and here I had this teddy bear that had a heart that said Jack in the Box. I said, I got to take this heart out. So I pulled out the heart and it made a hole. So I used white glue to, <laughs> I did surgery on the teddy bear. And I showed up to her dorm. And I said, I'd like to take you out again. Got my teddy bear. It's a gift for you. That girl and I today, we're married. Yeah, you can clap. It's fine. We are married to other people. <laughs> you, you were clapping because you thought, no. Last time I saw her, I never saw her again. She married a rich kid. I never saw her again. So here's the thing. I want to talk to you, and I know that some of you might be married, but I want to share with you a couple of the challenges and principles of dating in 2023. This year, I am celebrating 30 years of marriage with uh, <laughs> the one that God had for me that does not mind going to Taco Bell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Find you somebody who does not mind going to Taco Bell. And so here's, in a conversation with young adults, when they described the dating scene, they described it like this. They said, it seems like we're swimming in a pool. We all took a dump in. Is that an accurate description of the dating reality in 2023? You have two options if you are swimming in such pool. One, you can continue to swim or you can find a different pool. What complicates things is that we have FOMO. And we look at everybody else's dating life, and we think they have it so much better than me. Have you ever, I don't know, how, how many of you, like, are in love with cute, it's called Amazon. Anybody in love with Amazon? Anybody? My wife discovered Amazon later in life. 
but she's making up for, for the 20 years. She did not know this existed. And I don't know if this happens to you because this is what complicates things. You look to your right and to your left, and you see how everybody posts on social media because we make the mistake of comparing our full-length movie to somebody else's highlight reel. And we look and it's like, man, I don't have, I can't, it's impossible. And despair sets in. I don't know if this has happened to you. Have you ever, have you ever ordered something from Amazon and you're like in great expectation that it's going to come? So you're looking outside your apartment or whatever it is that you get Amazon in your house, whatever it is, and you're like waiting for that blue truck with the smile. Smile of Satan is what I call it. <laughs> and finally, you see it. It drives in your neighborhood. Here's the Amazon. Little blue van. And it drives and it parks right in front of your house. And they get out with the package. And you have a great expectation. And all of a sudden, they walk right by your house and take it to the neighbor. And you look at your life just like that. It's like, what's wrong with me? Like, she's in a relationship and like, you know, he's in a relationship. He doesn't even use deodorant. How is this happening? I want to share with you two things that I think are necessary. This is not a one message fix all. But I think there are some principles here that you can take. And I believe in the principle of the 1%. I think people want their lives to be changed in a weekend, in an encounter, in a message or even a message series. I think that if you, if you are intentional about changing your life 1% every day, it does not seem like a lot, but the accumulation is going to be a blessing to you. So here's, here's a couple things. Number one, one thing to consider is this emphasis on the next versus the now. I think we have been conditioned by society to live in next type living. It's always further ahead. It's always somewhere in the future. When I get married, when I finally start dating seriously, when somebody comes into my life, when I we have been conditioned from this. I love this quote. I love this quote. Okay, Look, check out this quote. Take education. This, this is a, like an educational facility, so don't, don't look at that first two lines. What a blessing. 
as a child, you are sent to nursery school. In nursery school, they say you're getting ready to go into kindergarten. And then in first grade, it's coming. Up in second grade and third grade and high school, they tell you you're getting ready for college. You're always getting ready for something that's coming next. In college, you're getting ready to go out into the business world. And then you go to college, you're getting ready for business school. And you're getting ready for graduate school. And then after that, then you're getting ready for your first job. And then after that, you're getting ready for a promotion. And then you're getting ready for retirement. Here's the problem. It's like donkeys running after carrots that are hanging in front of their faces from sticks attached to their own collars. They are never, that's the line that I want you to remember. You are never here. It's always like, when's the next event? When's the next opportunity? When's the next? And when something like, when the, when's, the, when's the breakthrough going to come? Versus like, if, you, if you're a single individual or even if you're just dating casually, one of the things that has been the, one of the greatest blessings in my life is to try to be present and engaged today. The Calvary is not coming. How, what can I do to get better today? To be a blessing today? To be smiling today? To enjoy? Because all of a sudden you wake up and 50 years have gone by and what's the next What's the last next? Turn to the person next to you and tell them you die. That's what he was trying to say. That's the next. That's the next. I believe after 30 years of counseling couples and young people and single people, obsessing with next makes you settle right now. When I get married, then I'm going to. It's always tomorrow. If the devil cannot destroy you, he'll seek to delay you. He won't tell you, you don't have to do it. Like, you're going to do it. You're going to do it eventually. I'm going to have the hard conversation tomorrow. I'm going to go on a diet tomorrow. I'm going to start reading again tomorrow. I'm going to get serious with God Tomorrow. And it's this tomorrow that never comes. You've heard this before. One is a complete number. You can be happy without anybody else in your life. So what are you trading for your next? Is your success and your happiness and your healing now? This is the issue, though. I'm telling you. I'm trying to save you some, some heartaches. If you're lonely and single and you get married to the wrong person, you'll be married and lonely. It's not a cure-all. Why do you have to look outside of yourself to be complete? Why do you have to look outside of yourself for you to be happy? What is it about somebody else? That's the first thing. Two principles tonight. My message is not long because the gospel is eternal, but messages don't have to be. That I mean was too loud right there. I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know who you are. Tone it down with the amen. Number two, DSR. 
is the second issue. The first issue is focusing too, so much on tomorrow, so much on the next, so much on my savior or that girl that, like, that's the one that when I do fall in love, eventually in the future sometime. The second one is DSR. You know what DSR means? Dumb stopper rules. There are some rules. I don't know who came up with them. They are dumb, they are stupid, and they are rules. It's like three strikes. What are the dumb, stupid rules? I wrote four. You're going to see three on the screen. There's another one. Number one, I don't date leftovers. You are a leftover yourself, first of all. Other than Jesus, the greatest blessing in my life has been my wife. We had a friend group, and there was this guy that was my friend that was interested in her. And he would come to me and ask me, like, what do you think I should say to her? And what do you think I should play? And what do you think? And I'll be, I'll be like, yeah, you should say this, and you should say that. And then in all this conversation, I started to like her. <laughs> And she said, listen, we had conversations. It's like, this guy is doing it, but I don't like him. Who came up with the stupid rule that because somebody in your general friend group dated somebody, you can't date them? You're going to miss this. That other guy got married to the love of his life. And I got married to the love of mine. Who came up with this rule? Because somebody was dated, I can't date. Who came up with this rule? That's a dumb, stupid rule. <laughs> the second one is, he or she should know that I like them. Let me tell you something I, I heard from another pastor. This is not originally mine, but I'm going to say it like it is. <laughs> this is for the girls in the room. Men are dumb and stupid. <laughs> 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 listen to me men will not do anything they're not required to do so this concept of like well he should know that I like him I've sent enough signals <laughs> we are dumb and stupid Like I'm sending hints. Listen. <laughs> he might be awesome, but he cannot read your mind. Are you friendly? Are you semi-friendly? What is it? Be clear. She should know. Like I walked her to the dorm. She should know. That. Like why is she not saying anything? Like she should know. Stop. Living in this world was like, I don't want to say too much. Let me ask you something. This, God has put this in my heart. To tell, I was thinking about this all day long. Why is it that it's a higher value for you, failure, than loneliness? Why is failure the higher value? Like, I don't want to just say too much because then if she rejects me, 
Huh? What then? What then? What then? What then? Life. This is what happens. Somebody said that success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. I can say it again. I just I, I got one shot. <laughs> Listen, I was in a church. The sound guy was single. This guy, just like he had a job, you know, like late 20s, got a job. He took daily showers. That's it's great. Not, don't assume people take showers. <laughs> Great guy. Church going guy. Was, I'm like, he's single. My sister-in-law lives in my house. She's single. I'm like, this could be a perfect opportunity. Everybody wins. If they end up getting together and getting married, like they are in love, they win, and she leaves my house, that's also a win. It's a win for everybody. Why is failure the higher value in dating? Why is, like, I don't want to fail. I don't want to. I'm like, I talked to, his name is Moy. I'm like, Moy, come here. See my daughter-in-law? Uh, not, did I say no, my, my sister-in-law? Yeah. Thank you, mama. My sister-in-law, what do you think? He said, I like her pastor. She has two characteristics that I'm looking for. She has the spirituality of Ellen White and the body of Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to find the both. It's, like, it's hard to find both. It's hard to find. It's like she loves Jesus, but mm, or like she's fine, but not into church. She has both. I'm like. Why don't you ask her out? Why is the higher value of failure? The first words that came out of his mind, of his mouth were, what if I ask her out and she says no? First words. No, 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 no process, no thinking, no. But let me think about it. Let me pray about it. It's like, what if I ask her out and she says no? Understand this. Neuroscientists have discovered that your mind, your mind is designed for survival, not success. That's why you are used, your mind is thinking what happened yesterday and the day before, we, let's do that because I'm going to keep this dude alive. So if you want to have success in your life, you have to get over yourself. In your mind telling you, you can't, you'll say no. Usually all the risks, the list about there's other people that are better than me. Why, why would he go out with me? What do I have to offer? And all, all the reasons why you're putting yourself down, act with no confidence. And confidence is attractive. God made you unique. There's nobody else like you in the world. What if she says no? And I'm like, let's have a conversation more. Are you single right now? Yes. If you ask her out and she says no, how is that going to affect your situation? <laughs> there is no categories of singleness. 
there's not like super single or extra single or <laughs> super crispy single or like single to the second degree. There are no, <laughs> no hey, 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 look at super, just a super single right there. No, she says, no. People that are older, that are very bitter, are not bitter because they tried and failed, but because they didn't and wish they had. Ask her out. Okay. You put on some, you know, Paco Rabanne, it's, it's Latino perfume. He's <laughs> like, would you like to go out with me? She said, no. She, she said, no. I'm like, ask again. <laughs> Second time, no. Ask again. Third time, she says, we'll go out as friends. July 26th, celebrated seven years of marriage. They have a daughter. He is a contractor. Anytime I need any type of contracting in my house, I'm like, Moi, could you come over? Like, I'm really busy. Do you remember? <laughs> I'm going to milk this forever. I'm going to be in my casket saying, <laughs> what is this? What, why is the value rejection? Why is that such a high value? Like, that, okay, I'd rather be lonely than try and maybe I fail. Who knows? Nobody knows. You can only know if you try it. It's a dumb, stupid rule. This is the last one, especially if you're a follower of Jesus. And this is especially for women. If you, if you want to live a life that honors God, you don't have to settle for these two statements. Like my options are, I just need to put up with less than ideal or put out. And if I don't put up and I don't put out, my options are going to be very limited. I don't know how God is going to fix this. I see no way forward. Let me bless somebody here. I don't know who you are, but here's a blessing for somebody here. I don't know how God is going to fix this. How am I going to find somebody that I don't have to put up or put out for? Somebody who's going to respect me. Somebody who's going to love me for me. Somebody who's going to bring something to this relationship that I don't have to spend the rest of my life carrying mine and somebody else's spirituality. There's somebody that loves me for me and understands me and loves Jesus as much as he loves me. Let me, let me, I don't see a way forward. I don't see how God's going to do this. Let me tell you, God's miracles are not dependent on your ability to see the way forward. What you are now, you are a candidate for a miracle. When you run out of options, all that makes you is a candidate for a miracle. God did this. God's going to do it. It is in the waiting that we are perfected. Not tomorrow, not in the future. Now, I don't want to be rejected. Rejection is bad. Rejection is great. 
it makes you tougher. And it weeds out the ones who are not going to be. Versus trying to, for the rest of your life, I wish what would have happened when you see them in church, married somebody who's like way under, you're like, I wish what would have happened. Dangerous. And here's the last one. I love this quote. Don't make decisions that make you a liar for life. So here's the, here's the last story. After that relationship, I was in, in church one Sabbath. And I was like, God, when, when are you going to do this? I was in church. I was sitting in the back. And my dad was preaching. In the middle of the sermon, he stopped. He stopped. He's like, excuse me, brothers and sisters. My son is here. And I see here there's a young lady. Um, excuse me, what, what's your name? And she said her name. And I'm like, how old are you? Hmm, my son is like almost your age. Do you have a boyfriend? You don't. Oh, look, my, my son is back there. Stand up, son. <laughs> Stand up. And I was like, my ears were like two open doors with a Volkswagen running down the street. It was red. It was horrible. I was super ashamed. At the end of the service, I went up to her and I said, I want to apologize for what my dad did. I want to apologize because this much has been very traumatic for you. You don't know him. He's the first time that you see him preaching. And he said that you must be traumatized by that message. When I saw her, she was like very fine. So I was like, <laughs> I, I, I would like to do something for you. I would like to uh, ask you out so we can uh, <laughs> go out to eat. So that way we can process this trauma together that my dad has caused and you know trauma like this can be processed in just one dinner we have to like you know we have to go out several times and I at that moment I informed God that was, that was going to be the one never asked never said give me confirmation this is it God this is it I have my, my life plan I said we're going to have 2.5 kids and it's just if you're Hispanic that's normal you got to have more than two um, this is this is my life and then one day, I was taking her to work, and this is a relationship. I'm going to marry her, and this is going to be, this is my life. Pam, 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 pam. We think it's a straight line, but it's a bowl of spaghetti. She was about to get out of the car, and she looked me in the eye and said, Roger, when a woman calls you by your name, nothing that follows is ever good. If a woman calls you by your name, like when your mom called you by your first and last name and a middle name, it was never to give you cookies. It was never, when she, when she called you by your first, middle, and last name, I don't know how it is in your culture, but in my culture, when my mom called me my first, middle, and last name, it was a spanking happening. He said, Roger, I don't think this is going to work. And I was like, what's not going to work? She said, us. And she got out of the car and closed the door, and with the closed door, closed all my hopes and dreams you, a 10-minute conversation goes from the love of your life to an ex. And I was like, what is happening right now? This is like the worst. I had all my plans. Terrible summer. The worst summer in the world. It was terrible. I was depressed, discouraged. Give me all the D names. I was uh, despondent. Give me other, other, uh, huh? All of that. Terrible summer. Terrible summer. You had your expectations high and they were dashed. And maybe some of you right now, 
are coming out of a relationship that you like you you thought this was the one, but it's not. And at the end of that summer in September, my friend Jose Cortez introduced me to Kathy, and we became friends first, and then we started dating, and then we got married. We've been together for 30 years. And here's what I want to tell you. God will sometimes allow temporary pain to bring permanent blessings. With that, be blessed. Hey, thank you so much for joining us for the Night Church Podcast. We really are excited for where we're going, and you can help us in that mission. There's a few things that you can do. Number one is just stay connected. So if you want to follow up what's going on in the young adult ministry here at Loma Linda University Church, follow us on Instagram at Praxis Ministry. And then the other way to really build from this is to financially contribute. Your donations make such a big impact. And so if you go to lluc.org slash give, you can connect with Praxis Ministry there on a one-time gift or a reoccurring commitment. It makes such a difference. Well, we love you, care for you, and may God bless you richly as you take theory and make it into practice.